Yep, we're on. Been on for three seconds, matter of fact. But the Sports Bag Bros podcast is back at you on a Monday after the two teams have been decided to go to the Super Bowl. Those two teams that you may know by now, the San Francisco 49ers, which was predicted here, almost didn't happen. You better know it by now if you're a sports fan. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, if you're a sports fan, if you're just a mainstream person, you just know football is that big over here at least. And then the old guard, the Kansas City Chiefs. Bro, you just can't doubt them. I guess that's why the one and a half odds are out there in San Francisco's favor. I have two questions. Is Lamar Jackson, Dak Prescott 2.0, and are people done throwing shade at Brock Purdy? Let us know in the comments because I I really want to know that shit. Yeah, because, uh, look, you know, I thought Lamar Jackson has made progress, and he has, but that progress has not carried over to games of meaningful play. I mean, seriously, games of consequence, well, was inconsequential. He was at least. They lose again in the playoffs, a game away from the Super Bowl, but everything was set up even from the beginning for them to be in this position and be along with San Francisco. That's the reason why I picked them to go along with San Francisco. I picked them to win yesterday also. If they don't do it this year, when are they going to do it? They had home court, home court, home field advantage. Um, the Chiefs were struggling during the regular season, and I know the postseason is a different animal from the preseason, and the Chiefs proved that. Yep. But are they going to be 12-5 and five next year, or are they going to have to go on the road? If they got to go to Kansas City, ain't no way they're beating the Chiefs in Kansas City. You know what I'm saying? So everything was set up for them to, to win this year. And Dak Prescott showed up for the, for the Ravens, man. I'm sorry. Um, I, I talked about it, and it wasn't just Lamar Jackson's fault, but he's the quarterback. He threw that terrible interception oh, when, they, when they still had a chance. And after that interception, it was done. But the play calling was suspect. The defense came out. I don't know what happened. I don't know if it was the D.C. not calling the right plays, um, whatever. The Chiefs had zero resistance, basically, on the first two possessions. And then you had the dumb move by Zay Flowers trying to reach out. This guy. it was totally un- uncalled for. If he gets tackled at a half yard away, you're still right there. You're going to punch it in the next play. There's no reason to dive like that to reach out with the ball. If it's fourth and goal, okay, go for it. But you that catch, you had the first down, you get tackled inside the one, big deal. You, you got four plays to punch it in. You know, all the, the personal fouls, I, I, I don't want to – Killed the dude for hitting Mahomes in the face. I think he was trying to slap, slap the ball. Yeah, yeah, but damn, that was way, way out yeah, there, man. But then they let Kelsey get under their skin. They got a personal foul for for pushing Kelsey. Uh, I don't know, like the wheels fell off yesterday, man. If you tell me the the Chiefs were not going to score in the entire second half and still win, I'd be like, get the fuck out of here. But that's exactly what happened. And that's the reason why the defense was a starter show, regardless of what Travis Kelsey had done. And he had a phenomenal game. And Mahomes just had a Mahomes-esque kind of game. But the defense was the reason why they won. Because if you could beat Baltimore like that on the road, and we already know what these two could do and what they have done in the past, and they did a lot of it yesterday, and still that was the score. Because Baltimore couldn't score in the second half. Man, it was, yo, that shows you just how 
how good a team. I mean, well, they could have scored a second half. Baltimore couldn't do much of themselves. And that shows you what this yeah, team but, came out of nowhere. And I'm but thinking the Ravens that, were right there twice. Yeah, they were. You know what? A lot of things happened that happened in football. I mean, Dave Flowers, who you just mentioned, you're talking <clears> about just one instance of his stupidity. Then you look at the 54-yard reception he made, and then the the, then the, the taunting penalty. The taunting penalty, right. And then he goes to the sidelines, hit his damn hand, he hurts that. Cut Come on now. Down. I mean, he needs uh, some uh, assistance with his hand after that. I mean, th- it just went downhill. And there was no home cooking yesterday, no free calls. Man, these refs was just hardcore yesterday, man, straight up gangster. They weren't giving calls. We saw holes. We saw there, were, there were a couple, yeah, illegal contact, uh, blatant holding, no they flags. Play. They let them play. Coaches complain a lot. Let <clears> the boys <throat> play. This means too much right now. Let the boys play. They let the boys play yesterday, man. It's just the egregious things they complained about and threw a flag, like the fa- the hands to on the face, you know, the, uh, to Mahomes' face, that kind of thing, the taunting, things that were egregious that stood out so much. But yeah. and, and not no real blatant holding, but enough that should have gotten a flag. Man, they, those Chiefs linemen were holding almost every pass play. <laughs> yeah. uh, um, you know, if you follow the if you follow us and you watch enough shows, you know my son's a Ravens fan. Mm-hmm. And halfway through the that's holding, that's holding. I'm like, sure looks like holding to me. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, there was one guy, he had a free, he was he was had a free shot going to Mahomes, and somehow he ended up on the ground. He, his his <laughs> man was behind him. Uh did he I don't know, did he trip over the 42-yard line? I don't know what happened. He ended up on the ground. I'm assuming that was a holding. They didn't show the replay, but um that be, besides that, you know, you can have people who always say, when you play the Chiefs, you play the refs too. Besides that, the Ravens basically shot themselves in the foot so time after done. time. If Zay Flowers doesn't reach out and fumble, they score there. That's seven points, 17-17. Now, of course, yeah. that changes things for the Chiefs. Maybe they go down and score too. But facts are facts. That would have been seven points. If – if Jackson doesn't throw the triple coverage, triple I don't cover, care if man. like he went like this. The the he had a guy on each side of him. Why is he putting his hand up? And why is his, why is Jackson listening to him? Like, <laughs> yo, you can put your hand up, but this, you're you're boxed in. And then another guy comes over and cuts them all off. If if he just dumps it off in the flat, they go in and score. That's twenty four points. That's so. I saw a couple of things there with Lamar Jackson when it came down to not necessarily just reading defenses, but you think things that were so basic, like those flare passes that he just could have dumped off to the the running back. And then look at the sacks that he took too. Now there was also times where he had there's one that was a killer. They were in field goal range. Yeah. Um he's going way back too. Yeah. I mean, and there was times, man, when he stood in the pocket for six minutes, six seconds, probably seven seconds, just looking around. He should have tucked it and ran. Exactly. I think he still has it on his mind. He has to make a play in the pocket. Man, I thought at this point you were already having, based on the season you've had, you know when to run it. You know when to throw it. And you know when your opportunities are there. And he was just missing. And another thing I realized that I probably didn't realize all year long, and it might have happened over the course of his career, he's not that explosive anymore running the ball. Remember that one play that he had gotten when it was a Huh? The quarterback sneak when he yeah, the, yeah the quarterback sneak. 
He's looking around, looking not to get tackled, but kind of looking around. Yeah, like he was trying to make a move. Instead of, yeah, he was looking to make a move instead of just turning on the Jets and going for it. Yeah, and there was I guess couple, he don't have the Jets no more. I don't know. I doubt it because he's been injured so many times, leg injuries, everything all above, and just the regular pounding of the NFL and him being more of a running quarterback and taking it like a running back, getting banged up throughout his entire career, and then the slides and all these things, everything they do out there. You know, everything that he does. And then the explosiveness isn't there anymore. I mean, the old Lamar Jackson, we know how fast that guy would have been hitting the gear and had been out. Yeah. I mean, now it happened, happened to Michael Vick. Yeah. Oh, exactly. And, but he, could, he, he could shake everybody for like a good three, four years. But then after that, you know, he was just a, a good runner, no longer an electric. No, he freak runner. runner. Yeah. Right. You know, same thing happened with Kyler Murray. Same thing. I mean, he's not in that speed category with those guys, but that was his one of his bigger assets coming out of college. He could run the ball. He had feet like Barry Sanders. I wouldn't have gone that far, but that's what was said about him. And now he's not that kind of a player anymore where he's using his legs so much. They realize that the pounding does matter, and Lamar Jackson was taking so many hits throughout his entire career. He was getting hit yesterday. I don't think he plays scared. It's just that the physical ability to run the ball and be as explosive as he was or has been in the past – just isn't there anymore. And now I think it's still in the back of his head to really read defenses because he heard so much about how he can't read defenses. This guy had a lot of time in a lot of situations and still <clears> didn't throw it and then still threw that interception when he had about the same amount of time. Yeah, and I don't think he was under pressure on that play. Neither. No, he wasn't. He, but, he had that same amount of time. He just There was a few he, plays where he just flung the ball downfield and hoped the receiver had gotten to it. Odell yeah. Beckham, another player who isn't explosive anymore. Couldn't get separation for anything. Right. You know, it could be that he's used to moving around in the pocket and then somebody gets open. Give the DBs for the Chiefs credit. They did not get open. They, they blanketed them. And he, yeah. he looked and looked and looked. I'm like, and I'm saying somebody's got to be open. But yeah. I guess if they weren't because he didn't pass it. Um, but as far as quarterbacks taking hits and whatnot, I just want to mention, when people say, well, Justin Fields may not throw for 300 yards, but he runs for 60 to 100. You think you think that's going to last his entire career? Nope. He's only run. got a couple more seasons of that, and then he's done. He's not going to be running like that. He's not going to be the exception to the rule. He's not going to be an anomaly where he can, he can be electric for 12 years running the ball as nope. a quarterback. It just doesn't happen. Nah, we've seen too many running quarterbacks in the past who've done that. Donovan McNabb wasn't necessarily a running quarterback. He was just a, a capable runner who passed well as well. But Randall Cunningham, another one of those running quarterbacks. That uh, I'm saying like the guys the guys who put fear in D.C.'s that they can take it to the house. Yeah. That, that only lasts like a good four or five years, six Maybe. maximum. Yeah. And now with an added game to the season, that means another game in which you can get beaten up and – Right. In the run pass option, where now the rules have changed to where they can hit you as soon as they identify you as a running back. You know, it's not like it used to be where all hands was off the quarterback in a certain area. Now, if you're <clears> looking like you're posing a threat to run the ball, they're going to come after you. But one thing I thought about what the hell happened to Gus Edwards? I mean, he averaged over six yards a carry, but he only had three carries. I wanted to talk about that too. I think uh, they fell behind early. And they're they get they they panicked. What what else could you call it? They panicked. They didn't. They obviously didn't trust their defense to 
to stop to stop them. So they're like, well, we got to put up some points. We got to pass the ball. We got to score it quick. Instead of thinking, you know what? Let's pound the ball, give our defense a rest, get them time to reset, you know, uh, give the D.C. time to come up with, with a game plan to, to make adjustments, and let's wear down their defense. No, they three and out, three and out, incomplete pass, incomplete pass, sack, or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Where if they just pound the ball, pound the ball, pound the ball, they assume control of that game, they probably could put it out. But but only 17 points were scored. That's it yeah. by Kansas City. That should let you know you <clears> could <throat> run the ball. And those 17 points were scored early, so you had a game plan. You know what? We could slow this game down a little more. In the second half, it was going slow already anyway. And just run this ball, establish the run, and maybe things work out for everybody involved. You know that Lamar could run it, and you know his yards per carry is going to be high, but you need a real running back to do that dirty work up the middle and take it away from the quarterback who doesn't have to take the pounding. And then it puts the defense on their heels so that you can do the play action, so that Lamar can do a lot of things that pretty much are exclusive to him. Right. And that's another thing. I don't recall one designed run for Lamar Jackson other than the fourth down that yeah. he busted out. Other than that one, I, I don't recall any design runs, you know, no dropbacks, quarterback draw or, or a sweep, no, nothing. They didn't call anything for him. It's like they totally abandoned the run. I, I don't get it. The, the leading Russian team in the NFL, well, he led his team in Russia, Lamar Jackson, but Gus Edwards, I thought last week he would have been used well. Well, this game, I thought they definitely needed to use him. And when you look at the score, that's the game you think a lot of running was involved. And it wasn't. It was just a bunch of bad <clears throat> passes, bad plays, and penalties. Yeah, plus they blitzed them like 55 60% of the pass plays. Where were the screens? The wide receiver bubble screen, the smoke screen. Nope. I didn't see no screens, no quick hidden plays to, to defeat the blitz. Well, on the other side of that, we did talk about Zay Flowers, even though he caused him some issues. He was making plays. He's one of those quick twitch guys that can get the ball on a bubble screen or whenever he gets it on a quick slant, he can make some things happen. Those other receivers did absolutely nothing. I mean, they did absolutely nothing. Um, <clears throat> like I mentioned with Odell Beckham, I'm not thinking about what he did with the Giants. I'm thinking about what he, not even what he did with the Rams, but I'm thinking about what he's able to do right now, and it's not much. He doesn't have the explosiveness. He's he's a possession receiver, and he's still throwing it to him as if he's wide open or he could make that play on the ball. Those deep balls he threw to him, he didn't get any separation. Yeah, he was like three yards short of that with those passes. And, and, yeah, he's just um, not a good speed I, guy anymore. I think, yeah, it was misuse of his talent now. You know, use him – like they did late in the game on the fourth down play. That fourth and three. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, instead of sending right him there. deep, send him uh, use his route running ability. But I, I don't know. If, I, if I'm if i the GM, I, I call in the OC and, and Harbaugh, I'm like, the fuck was that yesterday? Why did we not run the ball? You had Lamar Jackson throw the ball 39 times. If 39 that, times. If he's doing that. Bad things will happen. We saw one of the bad things that was going to happen. That was in the end zone. And they had momentum a few times in this game. And the crowd was into the game, and it, it, they just could not get over the hump. Yeah, it seems like when T. Suggs came out, you know, they showed the t he got the crowd hyped up. The defense was getting three and yeah. outs. Like, they had momentum, but their mistakes. Um, Zay Flowers, the interception, I believe they had a couple holding penalties. 
like I said, they shot themselves in the foot time and time again. It was ugly to watch. Yeah, and, and the running game for both teams wasn't really that great. Pacheco averaged less than three yards a carry, you know, and the Ravens had 81 yards rushing. You're talking about a team between their quarterback and running backs normally rules the roost when it comes to the running game. And it was Kansas City. Defense latched down. Mahomes, this is where I think it, the, the experience does matter when it comes to a quarterback like Mahomes who had that experience in big games. No one knew how he was going to act on the road. Well, he proved them something last week against Buffalo. Comes into Baltimore, does the same thing. But Travis Kelsey, do it right there. It's not like you didn't know those two were together when they came in. And you should have known what they were capable of when they played. And they did just that. They did it. I think when he completed his first 11 passes in a row, 12 passes in a row, he was just knocking it down. And got into a rhythm. And he rolled with it. The defense still the star of the show because they did – you know, keep it, they held it down, and um, it ends with 17 points. Take the freaking under on this one. Come on. Yeah, wait, 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 I mean, 27 points. That, that was a great play by Snead to, to knock that ball loose. But if you're a wide receiver, you know receivers, I mean, DBs are coming in, punching at the ball all the time. Why would, why would you extend the ball like that? He must not have seen them. That's the only thing I could instinct, think of. Instinct. But, That's instinct. But then it – if if you don't think anybody's around, why dive anyway? Just run it in. I don't know. I, I guess it's so just the thing to so do. Him diving tells me he knew somebody was there, and he still reached the ball out. Well, you know what? And he held on to it tight. It's just not tight enough. These are strong dudes punching at that ball, man, and it came loose. Man, and he's not that big a dude himself, you know what I mean, to go in and doing that. But, man, that's where we ended up at now. Baltimore's out of it. Lamar Jackson is going to get that criticism. And guess what? Rightfully so, because we expect this guy to finally take that step forward. If you're going to be the MVP of the league, which is going to turn out, and for the commentary, man, he can always hang their hats on him getting an MVP. Bro, the MVP over the Super Bowl? Get out of here with that. Yeah. Who says that, Tony Romo? The season's a failure, in my opinion. That's what it has been. You almost led from wire to wire. What you did in San Francisco just a couple of weeks ago when you had Brock Purdy throwing four interceptions and blowing them out in San Francisco, that kind of opened the door to the number one seed overall for you being at home, having the bye week. You kind of got that rust off last week, or at least it looked like it. You came back this week, and there was a hungry team out there, and Kansas City won the game. Yeah, I mean, got to tip your hat to Mahomes and Andy Reid and Kelsey and all those guys. Um, They went on the road, and they handled business. Two weeks in a row. Yep. Um, Road Warriors. You, you know, I and I mentioned, I, I think I mentioned a couple of weeks ago, you know, it's hard when when you, you're the champs and you have two and three years or two and four years, whatever it is, it's hard to get up for, for regular season games, you know, because you want to get to the playoffs and that's your goal, Super Bowl, Super Bowl. And maybe – I don't want to say they're going through the motions, but maybe they're not 100% focused in regular season games. You saw a, a, a definite focus from the Chiefs once the playoffs oh, started. Once the playoffs started, bro, I'll tell you what, they were just, a, you know, it's like you, it's when you get hot. You know what I mean? Like you were saying, don't tell me when you do, don't tell me that you did it. Tell me when you did it. Well, this mm-hmm. is when they did it. They started getting hot on the road mm-hmm. against Buffalo when it was like all eyes were on them and everyone thought they were going to lose. The biggest story was, Mahomes going on the road for the first time in a playoff game, and it wasn't whether they could win or not. It was, like, pretty much written. 
He takes care of Buffalo. Oh, he's definitely not going to do it against Baltimore. Takes care of Baltimore. And he shined bright. They don't do it without him. I mean, of course, you know, getting the Kelsey helps, but still. And he he, got, he made it happen. And they are a different team now. And um, here they are, man, just in the Super Bowl it, again. It's just frustrating when you expect an epic uh, matchup and only one guy shows up. And that's true. No. And, and that was supposed to be the game of the day. When in reality, the game of the day. My fault. I, I tweeted at the NFL, like, they're on some bullshit. Got the wrong game playing that night. And that's the truth. My bad. My bad. <laughs> Bro, those dudes <laughs> play their ass off. But Kadarius Tony, before we leave the conversation, Kadarius <laughs> Tony, let's talk about this he guy. Hurt. What's going he on? hurt. He wants to play. He wants to play. They don't want him to play. I know, <laughs> but he on. wants to play. This guy's tweeting, talking nonsense. I'm not hurt. No camp. You know, I'm not injured. He, he said he just had a kid and all this and that. But I, hey, I'm ready to play. But, but can can you blame them? I, hell no. And there's no, no coincidence. They've been playing better offensively since you have been. Yeah. Have not been playing since week 15. So that no last that last third down pass. Um, I can't even remember the dude's name. No, no, no. For the Chiefs. Um. He fell down, caught the ball. Yeah, Scanlon. I think that was the name, Scanlon. Um, Scanlon? Yeah. What's, uh, what's his fucking name? Oh, I, I thought he had a Latin name. Anyway, if that was Tony, Scanlon. if that was Tony, man, that ball would have went through his hands, hit him in the face mask, probably bounced up to the to the Ravens receiver for an interception. And we saw that happen. <laughs> so, that, so that kind of thing happened. Hey, even the weird thing that happened with Lamar Thomas early in the game when he caught his oh, Lamar Jackson when he caught his own ball. You know, oh, yeah, that was bro, funny. if they'd have won that game, they'd have talked about that play forever. Hey, that the dude who made the tackle, man, that was huge because I didn't see anybody else. I know there's DBs downfield, but they weren't on the screen. He had a lot of green. A lot of green. But luckily, he's not as explosive as he used to be. But either way, that was a hell of a pay, play. 13 <clears throat> yards, tackle was made, but Destiny had other plans, and Baltimore was now out of it. But Kadarius Tony. Complaining about not playing now, uh, Andy Reid's like, "We'll give him another shot and see what's going on." He'll be out there, be out where practice. Because I don't doubt he'll be in the Super Bowl. He'll be a healthy scratch. Come on, L. What do you need him in there for? But now, moving on to the game that actually does matter. The game that actually does matter. The 49ers, so, Detroit Lions. A matter so of check this out. Um, my son had a couple friends over. We're watching the games. Halftime comes, and they're like, "Ah, we're gonna go play." They went to play the, the Xbox or whatever. I was like, all right. <clears throat> so I watched the 49ers' first possession. They kicked the field goal, and I'm like, man, that ain't going to get it done. So then I, I turned it off. I didn't even watch. A couple hours go by. Let, let me see what the final score was. Well, not even a couple hours. It was 27-24, 49ers. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> it, yo, bro. I missed all the action, man. I had to go to YouTube to watch the highlights. Bro, it was 24-7. to 7. I know. And I was like, bro, you know, and the, the ironic part about it, I was like, man, you know, I wanted, you know, I picked San Francisco to win, but I would have been rooting on Detroit because, of, you know, man, Barry Sanders went there. Oh, they hadn't done it. You like to see that new blood get to the, the, the championship <clears throat> game finally. But, you know, 49ers, I figured would do it, but I was like 17 points in the NFL. It was difficult to come back from. But being at home and having the weapons they have, there's a real possibility. Man, and the reason yeah. why I even thought that way is because even last year when the Jaguars were down, and they came back in the playoffs and won the game. But damn, man. People want to throw shade at Campbell, going for it on fourth down, 
uh, the dude who dropped the four down passes, blah, blah. No, you're all wrong. It's Eminem's fault. He was, <laughs> he was 21-7, 24-7, whatever. He's giving fans the double birds. And from that point on, it was all downhill. Yeah, the so guy who claimed, Eminem, Don't count your chickens at the half. The guy who claimed he was a Cowboys fan anyway. <laughs> repping Detroit all this time, but you're a Cowboys <laughs> fan. Now you're on the bandwagon again because, yeah, I am from Detroit. Now going out to San Francisco to watch Detroit play the, the 49ers, man. But it was, it was an excellent game. Ebb and flow, yeah. everything you wanted. Came from, come from behind win. And the 49ers are where I guess they were supposed to have been. And Eric Armstead making a big play, getting on the ball. Man, that's what we needed. Right. So I have two takeaways from the, from the game. First, people want to give Dan Campbell a pass. Not, not Shannon Sharp, though. But no. they're saying that's his makeup. That's what he's been doing all year. He did it against the Bears. He did it against the Chargers. You're not playing the Bears. You're not playing the Chargers. You're playing to go to the Super Bowl. You're playing the best team in the NFC. You don't go forward on fourth down time after time. like Eagle, you're playing Especially when, when you're up 17. Points matter. If you can get three, get to three. You didn't learn from the Falcons in the Super Bowl? Come on, man. It, it, it's not about, oh, I'm aggressive. This is my makeup. I'm a, yeah, you're sitting at home with the rest of us now. <laughs> Way to stick to your guns, coach. Enjoy it. Yeah. Second takeaway. All them Brock Purdy haters. He had the comeback last week, and they want to say, well, it wasn't really a 10-point comeback because they kicked the field goal at the beginning of the fourth quarter. Okay, how about this comeback, dickheads? Was this one yep. good enough for you? Well, good you know what? Game manager. Uh, all the shade. Game manager. Boy, How man, man. game manager? He has played. Ask Cam Newton. Ask Cam Newton. He had, he had Brock Purdy on the list. A lot of people have been throwing all kind of shade at Brock Purdy. And I'm not going to say he's top two in the three. I, I would never put him ahead of Burrow. He's good Allen. for them. He's good but, for what they're doing. Hey, that's what he has to do. He's going to the Super Bowl. And he came back with with the, a twenty four seven comeback. I don't Man. see nobody else doing that. People complain about. They said, "Oh, he's a front runner." I right, throw that that trash out the window because he proved he's not a front runner. Now, what was your takeaway of of Jared Goff? Did he do anything special? Did he look good? And I have just a biased opinion of him because I never thought he was that <clears throat> great. Anyways, I can't say he's not that good. He's in the NFL, but I never well, thought I he was that special quarterback that was going to lead a franchise. Well, he was on the cusp of leaving, leading a franchise to a Super Bowl because let's not get it mixed up that he led that Rams team to the Super Bowl. He didn't lead them anywhere. That team had a defense, had a running game. They didn't. He didn't lead them anywhere. From what I saw in the first half, he was doing his thing. No he mistake. Was, he was. Second half, from the highlights I saw, because I didn't see the game. I didn't see an <laughs> interception. I didn't see a pick six. I saw guys dropping passes. I saw your boy Gibbs fumble. Bro, so, yeah, bro. And he made that spin and he can't go nowhere without the ball, unfortunately and, for him. And they so kept talking I, I want to say golf played well enough for him to for his team to win. If uh what's that guy's name? Is it Jenkins or Perkins? Fourth and two drops the ball. If he makes that oh, catch without Reynolds, Reynolds, there Reynolds, you go. Oh, Jenkins, that guy, he dropped Perkins. two bad passes. Yeah, that's so sad. Reynolds, my bad. Um, he, he did they get him from the Chiefs? <laughs> this um, guy golf played oh, well man. enough for this team to win. That, and, that's you know, even though it was a slightly difficult catch, bro. You're the pros for a reason. 
I could have gotten paid the same thing he got just to do exactly what he had done. Drop that <laughs> to ball. Not catch the ball. Yeah. Exactly. I would have dropped it the same way. Same paycheck. Yo, you're out there because you're supposed to be able to do that because other people can't. And it wasn't even that difficult of a pass. And he dropped it. Just straight up dropped it. I mean, and, and that's how, man, so many drops in that game. But, yo, I think the 49ers overall going into the game had the better team anyway, uh, almost every position. But for the first time in a long time, I really heard it so much this year, Detroit has one of the best offensive lines in the NFL. Who would have ever thunk if Barry Sanders was behind that damn line? But you know what? They kept talking about all game long. Christian McCaffrey is being outrushed by three guys on on the on the, um, on the Rams right now. I mean, not the Rams, on Detroit nice. right now. They was going down the plays that he was behind. David Montgomery, Gibbs, you know, he's behind. They're outrushing him. And I think um James Williams had a run. Uh, what's the uh, what's his name? Um, uh, Jamison Williams had a run uh, because he did an end around and that yeah. he has that blazing speed. So there was three players ahead of Christian McCaffrey rushing the ball, but Christian McCaffrey does what he does. He gets he's underrated as hell for his yards up the middle, his toughness and his vision. He doesn't get hit as hard as you would think someone who runs up the middle would get hit hard. He has those quick movements where you miss and you really don't hit him the way you want to hit him to make it effect make it effective. Then of course he's catching out of the backfield. And then he's making just smart plays, even if it's just a three-yard play. Yeah, and that catch by Ayuk was crazy. Oh, bro, another <laughs> one. Hit in the face, kept his eyes, concentration, caught the ball, making things happen, man. You know, man. But, but getting back to Purdy, um, if you don't respect him after yesterday's game, you don't know football, man. You, you, you go watch soccer or something. Go watch guys that flop. He had guys in his face as he's getting rid of the ball, and he's throwing dimes, absolute yes. dimes. Hey, man, that, that's a tough kid. And when he couldn't find somebody, you don't think of him as a runner. He's like, fuck it. I see green. I'm gone. He that's ran it. for almost 50 yards yesterday. He That dude's a winner. That's that. He's just a winner. You know what? I any shade you want at him, but you cannot take that away from him. I think we're getting to a point to where you just don't call him a winner because he's winning with the team. You got to call him a damn good quarterback. Being a damn good quarterback, man, I think that he could probably do that on other teams that has weapons as well because if you go to a team without weapons, you're probably not going to win if you're a great quarterback. You're going to have to have these players around you. The same way Joe Montana had those players around him, the same way that Steve Young took over for him, the same way that John Elway had those receivers he had with the three amigos, and then he ultimately had uh, Terrell Davis. You got to have players. People act like these great quarterbacks just have one guy and they just make things happen. If anything, give Tom Brady credit for doing it with such pedestrian guys, a person like Deion Branch getting an MVP in a Super Bowl that no one hears about too much after that. And then when he had one of the greatest receivers ever, he didn't win a damn thing. And that was Randy Moss. Well, you got to have players. I mean, I wouldn't say not a damn thing. They did win every game I mean, they except win, the Super Bowl. They were undefeated. They didn't win the Super Bowl. <laughs> they, didn't get, they didn't get the one that counts. That's exactly. But, when you have that kind of play, you're winning with guys who aren't even in Randy Moss's class, not even close to his class. They're like in another school. And you're winning with those guys, and then the guy comes in, and, and the rest of the league looks at it as, damn, there's a reason why they went 16-0, and the reason why they went 18-0. and But then you're looking to win the Super Bowl, and it doesn't happen. You know, you expect it was almost so a foregone conclusion when Randy Moss came, and it didn't. They didn't win with the best guy. So you need <laughs> players, man. You need receivers to go with these quarterbacks. What else can Brock Purdy do? I mean, what else can he do? I mean, he's winning with the guys that he has. If he's somewhere else, he wouldn't do that. But he's not anywhere else. 
And if the time comes after his career is over, he goes somewhere else, well, if he's not too old, you'll get to see whether he's fool's gold or not. But as right. the time stands right now, <clears throat> he's the future of the 49ers still working on a rookie contract. But I'm just I'm just saying he makes whatever play needs to be made. If he needs to throw a dime on the sideline while getting rushed and almost going out of bounds himself, he'll do it. If he needs to run for 14 yards, he did it. I mean, he, he just does what needs to be done. And what more can you ask from your quarterback? Do you want him to throw for 400 yards and lose? You know what? I mean, I would you prefer him. that? Be, no. Oh, he's a badass quarterback, but he couldn't get to the Super Bowl. Nope. Get knocked out in the NFC Championship game. But one thing I need to talk to you about, man, because, you know, I watched football almost you know all year long. And I guess you get to see a little bit more of these NFC North games than I do. But I still, you know, Detroit got a lot more play this year than they should have. I didn't realize it until you said it. It didn't happen until yesterday. That damn St. Brown gets everything when it matters, man. Saint oh, Brown I told you. Totally freaking... Bro, told every you. time he did a freaking play, this dude was getting the ball. And he was I, making the play. I told my son and his friends yesterday, I said, you know what? I'm on St. Brown. I'm on Ross St. Brown might be the best wide receiver in the league. Bro. Because... I've seen Jamar Chase get shut down. I've seen Teen Hitty get shut down. I've seen CeeDee Lamb get shut down. I've seen Debo Samuel get shut down. I've seen this guy get shut down. You know who doesn't get shut down? I'm on I'm on Rod St. Brown. Dude, I was wondering, yo, bro, you know he's getting it. Why is he still that wide open? <laughs> and it was pegging him, pegging him. Yo, come on, golf knew what was up. That's why it was making him look good. He was just throwing it anywhere because his passes was ducking. He had some crappy-ass passes he was throwing. On the other hand... Purdy had those nice tight spirals, but then that damn St. Uh, St. Brown, man, I was like, bro, I didn't realize it all year. Yo, they needed a play. They went to him. And everyone knew he was getting it. And they still got and it. That's what I noticed every time the Bears played the Lions, 39. They're St. Brown for 11 yards. Exactly. Just They're St. Brown for down. eight yards. Would somebody cover that motherfucker? <laughs> you thinking no one's covering him? Man. But he's get, he's, he's getting open on his own. Like, he might be was, he might be the best receiver in the league, dude. No, bro, it, can't was cover him. it was glaringly obvious yesterday. I mean, it happened so often. I was like, nah, they gotta know he's getting it this time. And I mean, Terry Kill got it. shut down, got shut down, down a few times this year. In the second half, he got in the second half, they slowed him down. But yeah. man, the time when they needed to, the reasons why they got up to 24 points in the beginning, but they just couldn't do anything with him. They couldn't couldn't do anything. The running game was working. They were finding him whenever they felt like it. And you could just see how many times he was targeted. He just, man, he just knew he was going to be there. But, damn, I didn't realize he was that kind of player, man. I'm thinking, damn, am I missing homework here? Because I'm supposed <laughs> to watch this dude all year long. I watched him play, but I didn't come across it. Man, he catches the ball every time. Every time they're in trouble, that's the guy they go to. That's exactly what they did. Yeah, yeah even last week yeah, against the Buccaneers, they needed a, a first down. It's going to St. Brown. Holy crap, man. So what the hell people are going to do in the offseason to kind of figure this thing out? And does he come back next season doing a lot of the same? Because that dude is making himself, if not already, a premier wide receiver in the league. Yeah. But now here we go. We have the Super Bowl. Now Kansas City, a one-and-a-half point underdog in Las Vegas against the 49ers. I mean, the 49ers should be favored. In fact, I thought they would be three-and-a-half point favorite, to tell you the truth. I th I, th I thought I heard it came out at two. It's down to one. Oh, okay, one so you put it at two. You know, Vegas did that on purpose. Put it at two. They'll bet it down at half. You know, get that money coming in. But one and a half, man, looks looks. You know, it, it's getting to a point now to where I can't even say 
you know, I can't bet, really bet against Mahomes. Exactly. Um, it's hard to, to bet against them. One thing you know is they're going to have a game plan. Uh, will the 49ers be able to shut down Kittle? I don't know. He didn't do they, a game shut down right. they didn't let him go to get Kittle yesterday. Not Kittle. Um, Kelsey. Oh, Kelsey. Kittle's not – Kittle's on another team. Fortnite don't have to stop Kittle. No, they don't got to stop him. Kittle. Kittle. Um, can they can they shut down Rice? Uh, can they stop the run game? Uh, I don't know. What happened yesterday, they, that run game looked like they, they can have Mahomes in the middle, especially. Mahomes is, is playing at such a high level. He's so intelligent. You blitz yeah. him, he knows where to go with the ball. We saw that yesterday. If you're, if you're not there like that, like in his face, and he has even a second and a half to find something, he's going to find them. Um, so if you if you can't pressure with four and you got to bring blitzes, he knows where to go with the ball when you blitz. You better get there quickly. If not, he's going to expose you. Well, but Nick Bosa did show up yesterday for a little bit, got his two sacks, made himself felt, made his presence felt. I thought a few more checks and Chase Young got a few pressures out there as well. And I, I'm still kind of waiting for these guys in the interior to do their work because, you know, Javon Hargraves in particular, you know, he had 11 sacks last year with the Eagles. Now he's in San Francisco. He got some sacks this year, but I'm expecting him to do a little bit more up the middle. Now the Kansas City offensive line, not that shabby either. But Detroit, one of the best lines in all the NFL, and Bowles has still got his numbers. He's still got his two sacks. It made things a little uncomfortable. Yeah, they're gonna have to make Mahomes uncomfortable if they want to win. It's that difficult too. How about there's a difference between making Jared Goff uncomfortable and then making Mahomes uncomfortable because you know, and experience. You know, I've always said experience is overrated. The only reason why, because you have to start somewhere. I remember the greatest show on turf, two months experience, and then you had the Patriots with Tom Brady in his first time in the Super Bowl. And well, the experience started there. They win and then they go on to win more Super Bowls. So experience does matter to a degree. But come on, all these boys have played football at some point or played football their entire lives. Throwing the ball this time and catching it is no different than throwing the ball and catching it at another time. In a Super Bowl or the first game of the season, you catch the ball the same way you did when your father, your mother, or whoever threw it to you when you first caught that ball when you was a kid. Yeah, that's true. Um, it's too early to give predictions. You know, we yeah, got too much to happen. Too much to happen. Now two weeks before the Super Bowl. So we'll leave that for next week. But it should be a really good matchup. Oh, yeah. I think it, it turned out I, – I, I was hoping it was Baltimore because the, you already know what the Lamar Jackson storyline would have been the entire two weeks. You know, I know media day starts the with the Monday before the Super Bowl, but, man, it would have been – that whole thing would have been pro, pretty much about him because you can't say enough mm -hmm. about Mahomes and Travis Kelsey. And now you're getting all these memes coming out about how it's rigged because um, – what's the, the girl that he's dating, man, of that Swift. Kelsey team? Yeah, Taylor Swift. She brought over $331 million in money to the NFL and sponsorships and this, that, social media. And that's the reason why it's rigged, right? Get out of here. Why do people try to find anything? Don't think too hard. Just come up with an idea. They believe um, local heads. You, you know, you know uh, NBA series almost always go seven for a reason. <laughs> <laughs> Get that money? Nah. Normally, it's the best teams but, out there. So but, what do you think about Lamar Jackson now? Because we both we're we're on the same page saying if they don't if they didn't get it done this year when are they gonna get it done yeah bro so you I just roll with Lamar Jackson you, well you just gave him that huge money you gotta roll with him 
I'm just saying. I mean, and do you still roll with him as a fan or even someone looking from the outside looking in, trying to say, okay, I just hope he gets it done so the critics will get off his back. Man, what else can he do? He's made the incremental improvement over the years to be who he is now. And who he is right now seems to be a finished product, but apparently he's not good enough. He's not in the Super Bowl. And it had a lot to do with him, what he did on the field. Well, I asked the question because it's not like he played well. He's two and four in the playoffs. He has a history of not well, playing well. Four Mahomes now. <laughs> he has a history of not playing well in the playoffs. And he's right. That's why I said Dak Prescott 2.0. Dak Man. can play at an MVP level. Here come the playoffs, and he looks like Danny White. Daniel, Danny White, bro. That's a name for the past. <laughs> Steve Burline, he looks like like Steve. Yeah, Burline. bad Dallas Cowboy quarterback. Well, Dak right. White was a bad, but Steve Burline, yeah. But <laughs> you, mean, you, get, you get the point. Yeah. Um, and unfortunately, it looks like Lamar Jackson's right there with Dak. Man, he you just know can't get it done. You know, I'm, it'd be one thing if he lost forty-two to thirty-eight. You know, threw for 280 yards, ran for 100, had a, you know what I'm saying? They scored 10 points. Yeah. I thought, you know, and now it kind of haunts the talk about how he was mentioning before. And I was asking, was it self deprecation or is this something he really believes? Man, I hate going against. I think he believes it. He believes that crap, man. I'm thinking, bro, you won a four against him now. And now in the most, in the biggest game you had against him, you're down, you're out at home. And you saw when he threw his helmet. That's the first time he was emotional like that. When he threw his helmet down, you know, when he blew the game. And he just, when he threw the interception, he just threw his helmet. The pad, I guess the padding in the helmet came out. He just, first time he really showed some emotion. And, man, I felt bad for him. I'm still, on the other hand, trying to say, okay, I remember Steve Young. And I remember how he sat behind Joe Montana. And when he got his chance, people would call him a flop and call him a phony. And it took some time before he finally got a chance to get to a Super Bowl and win it. Yeah, but it wasn't five years. Yeah, he did it. Now Lamar Jackson, man, he's been the only guy from start to finish and still doesn't have it. And they've done enough for him. They've put players around him, a defense and an offense, and he's supposed to be that dynamic guy. Show that you're that dynamic player they invested in. Uh, the other part, I know he hasn't run the way he's been running. He doesn't have the explosiveness anymore. That old now, money. I'm just wondering, like, what do you do to improve that team? Do you get a de- dominant defense alignment, an edge uh-huh. rusher? I mean, their linebackers, Quinn and and, and Roquan Smith, is hard to upgrade there. Yeah, about the same. <laughs> it, it's it's got to be offensively. That was the problem. On, on the offensive line, do you get another receiver, uh, a young young guy who with speed, not Ob Odell Beckham Jr. I don't know how. Do, he got sacked like, four times. What, what takes them over the hump? I don't think the offensive line was a problem. I think that look, the guy at times had six, seven seconds to throw. He's still looking around. His receivers didn't get open. I think that's the problem. If Zay Flowers is going to be the guy to get open because he has the fast switch, I think you do need another receiver to come in and compliment him. These other guys are practically possession receivers now this late in their careers. I think it was Aguilar, Aguilar and uh, Beckham. Yeah. They're, they're possession receivers now. Yeah, didn't Aguilar have a, a Aguilar played drop? up Philly? Oh, he, he had a drop. A he knows where he drops. In fact, do you remember that show a long time ago? He was with Philly, and the guy that knew just blew his spot. He was doing the news because there was nah. a fire in Philly, and 
these kids were in the fire. And so there was th- somebody was throwing kids out the window. The guy was catching the ball, catching the players, uh, catching the babies, bringing the safety. And then the reporter was like, hey, he was to ask him about what he was doing. Like, yeah, man, the babies are in there. And the guy was just throwing him. I was just catching them. And then he said, unlike Nelson Aguilar, and he looks at the camera. Yo, bro, that thing went viral, man. Look at him. The like, guy you. catching the baby said that? Yeah, the guy the... catching the baby said it. <laughs> he was like, hey, I'm catching the baby. Not like Aguilar. I was like, bro, that wow. thing went viral for a while. That's Go on funny. YouTube and see that joint. They say uh, Aguilar and Philadelphia Fire, whatever, related. It's going to show up, man. That dude just called him out. I mean, that dude, the news even had him come on. People had him come on the radio shows over that. Like, how funny can you be? But yeah, man, so him dropping the ball, that seems to be his signature. And no matter what, the, no moment is too big for him to drop a pass. <laughs> so he's living up to what he does. Yeah, see, and I told my son, I don't know if Mark Andrews coming back is a good thing. They've learned to play without him. Yeah, they have. They got to try and fit him in there. Had a couple catches, but I think likely only had one. Yeah. So I don't know. And I tell you another thing when it comes down to um, the Kansas City, because of what happened with their offense this year with the inconsistencies and all the drop passes, I think that gave their defense a chance to become a formidable defense too. They got better defensively as the game's going on. I think this here was definitely the best they've played, especially when it came down to having something on the line. That defense played top notch. I guess getting so many opportunities on defense kind of brought this together because the guys on offense weren't getting it done because there were those days when Mahomes was throwing less than yeah. 200 yards. So as a Jets fan, Mm-mm. if any team from your division was playing to go to Super Bowl, would you want them to win? Um, Never New England, never the Dolphins. I don't mind the Bills. <laughs> the All Bills, right, just, they're still in New York. <laughs> I'm just asking because here in Chicago, people were saying, I hope the Lions do make it. So this will show the Bears staff and organization Man, the Bears organization going to do what they're going to do, whether or not the Lions make the Super Bowl. Ain't no way I'm cheering for no NFC North team. Fuck the Packers, fuck the Vikings, and fuck the Lions too. (laughs) Well, it's not like the SEC where everybody who's winning is an SEC fan. Okay, we all got beat, but we're going to all root for Alabama, except for some of the Auburn fans. Yeah, I can see how that goes down. But, yeah, I would root for the Buffalo Bills. I didn't root against the Bills when they played the Giants. You know, I'm always going to go with the Giants over anybody else outside of the Jets if they're playing someone. That's it. Or the Steelers. I can see that. But anyways, man. And you know, we talked about – you mentioned basketball a little earlier. But did you see that game the other night with the Warriors and the Lakers? That was a freaking game, that double overtime game. No, I, I saw it winning the double overtime, but I didn't watch it all. That was fire, bro. I wasn't expecting all that, man. I thought Steph won that game a couple of times. Nah, man, damn, Lakers kept coming back. Like, bro, man, but Steph is, bro. And the, the way he just shoots that ball, confidence that late in the game. But everything, you know, looks like it was, the game was going to be over because of it. And that dude just hits it, gets it into overtime. Like, boom. Damn, man, the, the greatest shooters ever, man. I'll tell you what, he, he has to be. And I know people ask, who would you pick to make the last shot? Him, Larry Bird, or or um, Ray Allen? You know, they come up with Reggie, Lu- um, Reggie Lewis. I mean, Reggie Miller. Miller. Yeah, and I'm like, ah, I gotta go with, I'll, I'll go with Bird by default because I just watched him do it. But damn, Steph Curry just happened, just is the guy. I mean, I'm, I'm a Steph fan, but I've seen him miss those shots in the playoffs too often. Uh, I would, you know, Chris, would not, <laughs> he, he, would not, he would not be at the top of my list. So Larry Bird would be the guy. 
If we needed three, if we yeah. needed three, yeah, I'm probably going. I'm going Bird. Yeah, I'm going to pick Bird. Murder Robert Ori, man. Big shot, Bob. You know what? With something on the line, that's what he <laughs> needs. He'll average three points a freaking game if it's going to win the game. <laughs> so, hell, go ahead and if do we, it. If we just need a bucket, MJ or Kobe all day. And now, how about Lucas, 73 points? How about Devin Booker, 62, and still loses? This guy scores 62. He scores over 70. He still loses. What's yeah, the deal with this guy? Understand that. So I didn't see any of, of the Suns game, but I was watching some of the T Wolves game when Cat was going for sixty. I think he scored sixty-two. Sam Nine B scored seventy. Yeah. <clears throat> it came to a point where they're just feeding him the rock, feeding him the rock, and they're no longer playing basketball. You still gotta get. You still gotta play the game if you want to win. Don't just well. Let's see how many he can get. And you're down fifteen. <laughs> Yo, we we gotta play, man. And I don't care if you got fifty-nine. We we gotta hit the open man. We need a three. Homies open in the corner, and that's probably what happened with the Suns. They started feeding him and feeding him, and they got out of rhythm. They got behind. They lost. But Devin Booker, man, you look at his history. Every time he scores these uh, large numbers, he loses. The team loses. I'm like, man, come on now. That's craziness. And he is that guy. Yes. He can score. If you need someone to score, he's gonna be able to do it. But man, and just that. I just noticed every time he gets these 70-point games like he did before, 70-plus points, he loses. 62 points, he loses. 50-something points, he loses. What's the deal? Not too many people lose those games. And Luka, yeah. 73 points, he had 41 in the first half. I mean, man, he's he just in the zone. Now, Luka cuts yeah. down on those turnovers, man, because he can't get turnover crazy. But he's gotten better with the turnovers over the past couple of seasons. Yeah, I just think it's – um. It's a product of the lack of defense being played in the league nowadays. Now, is it the laziness or the teams that – like, Tibbs is going to make you play defense if you're on the Knicks. <clears throat> they still score a lot of points. They beat – Well, they if you notice, nobody's dropping 70 on the Knicks either. No, that's true. <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> no, <but> no one <laughs> – and then the Pat Riley – There Knicks might be a fight because they're getting, somebody's going to get a, an elbow to the ribs. That's true. If they get up to 45 or 50. And it won't be coming from Julius <clears throat> Randle because he's out for a while now with a dislocated shoulder or whatever the hell he's going through. But, yeah, man, the Knicks have been pretty damn hot. They blew up the Denver Nuggets the other day. No one saw that coming. Man, I mean, 38 points? Come on, man, that's a lot. Yeah. And then they beat up on the Miami Heat. The only team they can't beat from Florida seems to be Orlando, and it's always at the Garden. I don't know what the hell is <laughs> going on. But, but either way, man, <clears throat> those some hot games and some big numbers that have been scored over the past couple of days. I was serious. So basketball is really kind of – is dead. The All-Star games a couple of weeks from now. You know, hockey All-Star coming up. The, the Daytona 500 coming. So, bro, I know, right? Daytona 500. I'm just saying the time of year we're at, yeah. we're going to finally find out from that list that we had earlier this season, who's getting into the Hall of Fame. We're going to finally For find out. NFL? Yeah. Uh, when, when, when does that, that drop? Come, yeah, I think that comes out the, the, uh, the Friday or the Saturday before the Super Bowl. Oh, okay. So we're gonna find so out. That'll be later this week. Yeah. So we was well next week because the Super Bowl. Oh, oh the, yeah, they get yeah, a couple days week. before the Super Bowl. Yeah. Okay. That's why NASCAR slipped in there. Daytona 500. <laughs> they get that. They get that lame behind All Star. Did you see, game or, did you see the MLB Hall of Famers? Uh yeah. Um. Uh, Elton Beltre. Beltre, yeah. Oh, Beltre guy, yeah. Todd Helton. Yeah, man. That's yeah, Helton. Helton Beltre. Helton, Helton, bro, Helton deserves it. The Who's the other guy? Shit. Oh, man. 
Whatever. I saw three guys forget. I was happy when Helton made it, though. I, mean, I, mean, I knew he was going to eventually make it, but I was glad that it became official. He wasn't one of these guys that had to continue to wait. The greatest Colorado Rockies, still relatively new team. But, man, he was a hell of a player for that team. And he, I think he would have done a lot of the same if he weren't playing in Coors Field as well. Yeah, but he, he's not the first Rocky to get in, right? No, he's the first, I think he's the first Rocky to get in. Are you serious? Yeah. Oh, wow. No, it might have been somebody who, if, if someone else is in there, they might have played for the Rockies at one point. This is the guy who came in and was from beginning to end the Rocky. Well, because they get a lot of shame because of the, the high sure. altitude. The altitude, man. The numbers. Bro, you see the over-unders, the over man. <laughs> They're like 14 and a half. Like, yo, something's got to be going up. 14 and a half. I'm like, yo, bro, you're like, there's no way they're going to get 14 and a half. Dude scoring 20? Hell. <laughs> but yeah, man. Yeah, but baseball is coming pitchers and catchers. But yeah, but that'll be it for us today. Man, now college basketball is now picking it up. You got the conference play going on. You know, Big E's trying to show up and Rick Pitino doing some magic up there with St. John's. Marquette doing some work. Uh, well, Doc Rivers was at the game the other day. And now that he has his new job in Milwaukee, Come on, man. Doc is yeah. with defense. Let's call it that. That's what I said. Um, is it going to get them to buy in, though? Yeah, I, Damian Lillard ain't been known to play defense. Yep. That's and true. Who else? Middleton with his knee problems. I don't know if he can play defense. Bobby Portis, mm, I don't know. He can fight. <laughs> He'll be the enforcer. <laughs> He'll be the oh, yeah, fights with Bobby Portis. Per- Bobby Portis, he has a good right hand. Yeah, he comes with the joints, man. He comes really – he doesn't ask you to hold him back. He got that look, too, man. He's like – He got that – yeah, he got the look. Like, like Mike Tomlin Jr. His eyes get big. Well, what you say? Huh? Yeah, I say he got the Mike Tomlin Jr. eyes, man. He got those big eyes, like, yo, in the headlights. But, yeah, man, we get a chance to talk a little bit of basketball, the All-Star game coming up. And, well, who's the leading vote getters right now? Is it LeBron and Giannis? Or is it Jokic? I don't know. I know. I, think I don't I'm know. Right. I, the All Star games are trash to me. I haven't watched an All Star game in many years, so I don't even pay attention anymore. Yeah, what well, you don't go to? The, you don't watch the games? Mm-mm. How about the All Star weekend with all the little drills or the U.S. versus the world, whatever? The uh, I, no, I don't watch the drills. I watch. I might catch the three point contest. I'll check to see who's in the dunk contest. If I don't see any names worth watching, I won't tune in. Yeah, Man, when the last time they had names, anybody was worth watching with a slam dunk contest. <laughs> I mean, well, unless, unless my son's watching it, and I might just sit down and yeah. check it out because he's watching. But hey, what happened here? Nate Robinson. That's, that's Earthquake. Cool. Earthquake. Yeah, right. Shoot, <laughs> off into the Atlantic if that happens. <laughs> well, the island of Florida. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's the real Long Island. <laughs> be a Long Island out there in the Atlantic Ocean. <sighs> Anyway, that's going to be it for now. Man, there's still some things going on in the college football as well. But, hey, who cares right now? There's a lot of NFL to talk about, but we'll get down to breaking that game down next week. We don't even got to do that. There will be some things going yeah, on regardless. Coach is still getting hired. Coach is still getting hired. I think, what, two jobs are left? I think. I haven't been keeping up with it. But we'll find out, and we'll bring it up on Thursday so when we come back. Vrabel's still out there. Bro. Vrabel's still out there. Bella Cheat's still out there. Yeah, right. Hey, you know, still out there. Belichick is 72 years old. That's the bigger reason why he may not be getting a job. And on top of that, he may want more power, which to me, to me, the perfect job landing spot for him was Dallas. Really? You know, they, they have a window. He has a window. 
but he wants to be a GM. And that's not happening in Dallas. Jerry Jones is not giving that up or his son. <laughs> he's just saying to me that was, that was a perfect landing spot. You got if he's the GOAT coach, prove it with Dallas. You can win a Super Bowl they with Dak them. Camp. You get Dak Prescott <laughs> to not be trash in the playoffs. I might change my opinion. Well, I don't but, think Dak might be around much longer any damn way the way things look like they're heading out. See, that's what and that's my point about Lamar Jackson. How much better is he gonna play in the regular season? But can we trust him in the playoffs? I, mean, I, I know it's hard to move on. I know it's hard to move on, but you know, I hear people on the radio uh, campaigning for, for the Bears to keep Justin Fields. Oh, but didn't you see when he threw this pass? You know, he showed flashes. Man, it's too late for flashes, man. He's in the third season. He yeah, should already be showing marked improvement. Not one play here in week three, another play in week seven. Fuck out of here with that flashes. <laughs> the third season is when you're supposed to start showing whether you're that franchise guy or just another guy on the team. I've seen it happen with too many players when you realize that, okay, this guy isn't it. You start grooming the next guy as a third-round draft pick from the next draft if you can. <laughs> just so it doesn't cause dissension. Then you get that guy out of there. The year after, then you have a two, the second-year guy that used yeah. to be the third-round draft pick trying to get an opportunity. But more than enough time to talk about that. And the combine will be coming up next month. And the well, it's a senior bowl. Just look at that. I don't even keep up with the senior bowl anymore. <laughs> anyway, that's crazy. That's crazy. It's, I think it is happening in February, though. But right in Mobile, if I want to take an eight-hour ride, I could go out there and check it out. But I'm not taking an eight-hour ride. That's what's happening. But anyway, why is this trap and the yoke? I'm going to say something like that. And the Sports Bag Bros podcast is coming to a conclusion. We'll catch you on Thursday. Make sure you show up. Deuces. Peace.